0: Starting to see spaceships on Bankhead. I've had a lot of coffee this morning. A lot. Really? Yeah, an aggressive. That's not typical for you. An, ag- an aggressive coffee morning. How do you feel? Alive? Uh, geeked up. Geeked up. I've had no geeked coffee. Up. I had
1: a uh, matcha almond You're, latte. You
0: actually have a coffee at your no, elbow. No, but I haven't even you have it. You have a coffee at your elbow. <laughs> I
1: didn't drink it yet.
0: This is episode 27. I can tell it's going to be contentious. I can tell it's going to be hot.
1: Yeah. Don't tell me how much coffee I've had.
0: <laughs> this is episode 27 of Corporate Lunch, the GQ Style Podcast. Uh, today we're talking about travel. Noah, I don't think I've communicated this to you, but there's actually a travel app itinerary. <laughs> we're going to be talking about packing. We're going to be talking about flying. And then we're going to be talking about hotel entry and management. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I'm always ready. I, my travel philosophy is, you know, like don't overthink it, just go. So I'm ready. That's how I'm going to end wait, it wait, this. Wait, 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 wait.
0: Yeah. Okay, you're not going to overthink the pod. You're just going to go. Yeah, like I'm with you. I'm. Let's, I'm ready. Let's start by uh, unpacking. See that? Yeah. Let's start by unpacking your travel philosophy because yeah. it sounds awful.
1: Yeah, but it works out. I mean, I'm first of all, I'm pretty low tech, and I like to keep it that way. So I do not like to load myself up with, with features. And instruments that are, you know, supposedly for efficiency, but I think just kind of like weigh you down, and are things that are very easy to encounter along the way.
0: So if I'm the salesperson at a um, at a clothing emporium that features uh, wrinkle-free travel suits that you can just fold up and put it <laughs> put in the overhead bin, like I'm not your target customer. I'm probably going to get nah, get stiff-armed.
1: Nah, and like same with like the roller bag with the built-in like phone charger. Or uh, <laughs> elaborate elaborate anything
0: with a built-in something else. Yeah, no, I
1: don't want anything built into anything. I want th- all things that do one thing, and any kind of complicated uh, systems of converting energy and power. Also, not interested. I'm good. I've traveled every time. What I'm do you like, mean, just a plug? Yeah, dude. But sometimes they're like. They come in like a case with like a converter for every possible country in the world you might go to, and people feel like this is a real essential travel thing. Any hotel you ever go to will have one of these, and they're easy to come by. They're cheap, and like remembering Sam, to have Sam, it in your bag is bullshit.
0: Sam, I don't know how it sounds there to you over at the controls, uh, but Noah's sounding like a just like an occasional light kind of weekend warrior, like lovers' holiday kind of travel guy here.
1: Meaning what? He's like, I
0: don't do anything different. You don't need anything. Nothing should <laughs> ever happen. I don't like anything to do anything. I just want a plug and a <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and Give me a carefully I- sourced T-shirt. Give me an iPhone uh, cable, a couple tees, a couple clean socks and undies. Dude, it
0: gets real out there on the road, man. You got to be equipped. Yeah. I- I've never felt so diametrically diametrically opposed to you. I mean, except on the like, you know, the travel blazer that you can fold up and put in the overhead yeah. or whatever.
1: Well, I mean, there are different situations. I come equipped. I have a tech
0: bag that goes inside of another bag that goes inside of my carry-on.
1: What's a tech bag? It's got all my technology. Yeah.
0: And maybe some, maybe some spare (laughs) (laughs) cigarette. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, But
1: what's in the tech bag? That's so essential.
0: uh, International converter, a thousand percent, a very real thing
1: for a wall plug.
0: Yeah, for the for the wall plugs. Um, I have two different uh mobile chargers, one of which um can charge like 1000 phones. Like a it's, it's big like,
1: block brick one? It's
0: not it's not big. It's like um it's a it's smaller than my smaller than my iPhone but wider than my iPhone.
1: Right. Who's the maker of that do you remember?
0: Um what's that brand? They were in uh buying for value.
1: Um I know what you're talking anchor, about. A-N-K-E-R, yeah. Anchor. A N K E R anchor.
0: And then I have one that is more like two charges, and it's like a little – its all, it looks almost like a tube of lipstick. So I just uh-huh. – you know, I can keep it with my Chanel lipstick and stuff like that. That's right. Um, and so that one is just like throw it in your pocket for the day, but if you're really going to be out there – if you're really going long range, then you need the big brick. Um, and then you need uh, uh, several – iPhone charging cords because uh, you need to be charging your chargers in addition to charging your phone. Right, have all that going up overnight. Um, and then I have
1: like. Uh, do you bring s- a laptop or iPad with you as well? I, ra- I all on the phone. I
0: rarely bring it. I, I do have a. I, I do have a MacBook. But I rarely bring it.
1: Because basically anything can be done on a phone. Yeah. Unless you're like you had thousands of words to write or something.
0: Yeah, if if yeah, if there's a big writing project, which is vr, which is rare for me, but if there's going to be like major we transfer files happening and stuff like that, a oh, big power, um, you definitely need you definitely need the laptop. But I would say <laughs> Noah, Noah just I mean Sam, Noah just has coffee dribbled all down his white proxy t shirt. <laughs> Come on, man, that's not that funny. <laughs> No, we're hot off the T-shirt episode. This is hilarious. Yeah. Plus, you came in contentious. I didn't, so I'm you extra did. You What are you talking about? Taking I came pleasure. in contentious. Um, this is so
1: far. This whole thing you is just, so far. You has, just
0: came in. You just came in like bricking the travel episode completely with like the lamest take of all time, which is just like, just go, man. Um. Oh, now he's sulking. What am I supposed to say? <laughs>
1: First of all, that's a totally valid travel philosophy.
0: Just throw in a charger. You sound like a. Do surf. you want to stop now? Sound like, like a surfer, man.
1: First of all, I'm right. Okay. You don't need any of that shit. It's just not like essential. If you're if you have a project where you are like on set or in a remote location where you know what the terms of like power source, accessibility, <laughs> and all that shit are, then absolutely you have to be prepared. Generally speaking, if you're traveling to like cities in Europe or around the United States or cities in Asia or cities in South America you get by totally fine without it and to me the stress of like having that tech bag fully prepared and dialed and in place and everything in it charged and all those cords like wound up that is a whole world of stress that in is like an encumbrance on my travel experience or
0: so, or a whole world of satisfaction it doesn't bring me satisfaction a whole world of satisfying preparedness the uh, the other thing I have is a is a adopt a kit that's ready to go. It's like a go bag,
1: and w- like for grooming.
0: Yeah, like all the you know all your yeah. essential. I don't have to pack. I don't have to. I don't have to like take my 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 you know toiletries that my toothpaste that I use in the morning at my home sink doesn't come with me yeah, on course. the road. Yeah, definitely. there's uh, that all that's ready to go. Same. So and then and then my daily bag is not the same as my go bag. So there's basically a backpack that's just ready to go, either throw in the laptop or don't. Maybe yeah. update the reading material. Yeah. What about what's your deal with re- this? Is this is um you know the other like uh, uh, hardcore travel warriors out there? Most of them usually have some sort of reading device. Yeah. Are you down with any of that stuff? No. Yeah, books.
1: Bring a book and then leave it somewhere. That's cool. When you finish.
0: I endorse that. Um, we're warming up to each other, Noah. This I is think, we're going to be okay. This episode. I think.
1: Uh, I don't like reading digitally, but I do think that those like Kindles and stuff look dope. It's just, again, it's like a whole thing to deal with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the idea of that charger does stress me out. Um, what about, let me ask you this, because I, I had a life-changing transformation on this front. You're flying, you have a 8 a.m. flight tomorrow. Yeah. When do you pack? Uh,
1: midnight the night before.
0: Okay, definitely the night before. Yeah, and is it like rushed? Is it harried, or is it calm?
1: No, I pack calmly, um, but I'm not a very good packer. Mostly because the majority of the shit you're packing is clothing. Yeah, and I have no like clothing vision. Yeah, I have no foresight when it comes to clothing. You dress, I don't. You
0: dress from the gut.
1: Yeah, I don't plan outfits, and I yeah. can't. I can look at the weather. But I can't tell you what I'm gonna want to wear, and that shit is like some weird, deeply personal thing yeah. that I like struggle with. So I end up overpacking. I just brick it frequently, but it doesn't yeah. really matter because yeah. either you didn't pack enough and you're fine because you have clothes to wear, yeah, or you overpacked and then you're just slightly like irritated that your you bag got a little too heavier. much on the way there yeah.
0: and a little too much on the way back. It's but not it doesn't a big matter.
1: deal. That sucks when you pick up things on your travels and need to bring them home and they don't fit into the bag. That's a whole different type of situation. But I suck at telling you what I'm going to wear in 3 days. Even if I know what I have to do and what the weather is going to be, it's hard for me to imagine.
0: We are completely united on this front, which is why my my life-changing transformation was not getting up at 5:30 in the morning and packing from 5:30 to 6:15 and then going to the airport yeah, for the, I've the morning flight. I've done that a lot. I have Sucks. too. It's just not. Once you once you just once you draw a line and refuse to do that anymore, things calm down significantly. But I have the same struggle with like I don't know what I'm gonna want to wear over there, man.
1: The best solution I think, and I have done this, is like if your flight is eight a.m. Monday, just pack like all day Sunday. Yeah. Like open the bag Sunday morning. A few things. Drop in. in the socks and underwear that that are like a no brainer, and then over the course of the day, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. add and subtract pieces as you go.
0: You but- know you're doing it right if you've given up if you've given yourself enough time that you can actually subtract.
1: I mean, think about it, man. I'm going to worry about a tech bag. I'm. I got to pick the three T-shirts that Dude, I the, can bring. The tech <laughs> bag. I, I don't have to worry about it. It's all dialed.
0: <laughs> but like, it's dialed when I fly out. It's dialed when I fly back. It's yeah. dialed throughout.
1: That's true because you never. It's use already that done. In any other circumstance, it's already like, done. You don't use any of that gear in New York.
0: I'm not like, oh, I've got to like go to this drawer and get the bag and then get out the rubber bands and then get yeah. out all the core. It's just already. Yeah. yeah. It's already there. But a lot
1: of people, I think, carry those chargers with them like daily like on their commute and like they have it with them. So the tech bag becomes things, a constant. things come in and out.
0: Yeah, no that's not the way it works. Another uh, for me, another life-changing thing for me was just um, putting a simple canvas tote bag into the carry-on, into like yeah, the backpack or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that that's really smart. Cuz then you have a little hat. then you got a little day bag. Yeah. You got if 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 push comes to shove and you've got something on the way home that can't fit, you've got one more Yeah. like you know non plastic disposable thing to carry. I have
1: like a super light nylon Patagonia backpack tote thing. It's like one of their classic pieces. It's one of the best things Patagonia sells. It's a backpack that converts into a tote. Super lightweight Uh nylon. You could like put it in your pocket.
0: Right. And how big is it when it's in backpack mode?
1: Like full regular backpack size. Like, Like not an oversized like hiking thing. It's just a regular ass like could fit a bunch of books, laptop, sweatshirt. Yeah. Tech bag probably fit in there.
0: I think um, we can transition into the flying portion of the travel episode. Yeah. The big question here is avoid checking at all costs or don't worry about it and just surrender to the check. I don't and know. Like, yeah. Don't sweat it.
1: It's such a tough call. I think sometimes surrendering to the check. It, it The checking is such a less of a big deal than it's like made out to be, in my mind, for sure. Definitely. And probably, yeah. I mean, you see people going to great lengths to avoid checking. Yeah. Like obscene carry-on bags that are just bulging grotesquely that they're jamming into overhead bins that they don't want to fit in and then they get mad at like the stewardess because it's their fault somehow or the airplanes fault, and somebody has to help them and it hits them all late in the head when it's coming down it's like
0: the 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 other one that's funny is the the people who desperately avoid the 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 check at check-in and then they get, they, their bag yeah. gets snatched at the gate <laughs> check-in. <laughs> yeah. And that wait can often be just as long as the turnstile pickup yeah, for the check bag. So, like, and then you still, you know, your stuff is still getting thrown around or whatever it is yeah. you, you're so Maybe concerned about. Maybe you avoid about. a fee that way or something. You could potentially avoid a fee and you can... It's there's a very low likelihood of a lost bag in that situation, but I right. find that it's going to make it on the plane. There there was an era, there was an era of of flying in the United States where domestic flights, especially, were almost always a just hot, stinking mess. Yeah, it was a disaster for several years, like um, like the early, like the late aughts and the early teens, and that seems to have ironed out pretty pretty well. So there was a time where I think it. It was an avoid checking at all costs situation. And now we're in a. Because you didn't know what was going yeah, to happen. God bag. only knows where yeah. to your whole i10. Yeah. Um, I've and, lost
1: bags a bunch, but it's always been a snowboard bag, it's always been an oversized bag.
0: That's interesting. Which happens think-
1: frequently when you fly out west. Is that because it Utah. gets handled
0: differently or gets stolen? or Yeah, what?
1: I think they probably, it's like at the bottom of the priority list because they figure this is like a, a fun thing, not an essential thing. And then I think like when you fly to Utah in the middle of the winter, there's a bunch of skiers getting on all these planes and it just fills up, confused fills up fast.
0: With heavy equipment.
1: Yeah. So that's one that I've like.
0: But that's kind of brutal, right? Because that's high value bag. Yeah, big time. Bunch of equipment. I've had
1: right? them recovered, I should say. Not lost, lost, but lost meaning like not there when I get there.
0: Do you have any rituals on the plane?
1: Um I not not really. I go see like, like compression socks. No. Like uh uh-uh. uh compression socks, that's like for old diabetic people or something. I yeah, think, right? totally. <laughs> that was just like an example of
0: something. Um I have a uh I have an herbal nose spray. That keeps oh, you. That sounds nice. And, and and an herbal throat spray that is also in the go bag. That uh, just
1: like a eucalyptus or something. What is it?
0: Yeah. Well, the the throat spray is a eucalyptus. I'm not exactly sure. I think it's called X Clear, the nasal spray. Uh-huh. And it's just gonna it's just gonna disinfect your ENT zone. Um, oh, to keep you healthy. Yeah, because everybody gets sick on the in the recycled uh-huh. air on the airplane. Yeah, yeah. And so it just like sort of it clears you out. It's like a dif- it's like a uh, force field for people's plane bile.
1: I don't really like being on planes at all. I know people that love it, that they are just like, it's safe. No one can get to you. There's movies. They bring you drinks. Like, you're just good. (laughs) You just got to sit. And I'm a little bit like, I kind of sit there the whole time thinking about getting off. Yeah. So I try to snooze and watch movies and read and just stay distracted. I try not to speak to the people next to me just just because you don't want to engage and end you, up with like six hours next to like you know Gary from Indiana who's like a really nice guy but
0: yeah I mean that's why that's why you need the headphones ready yeah if somebody Let's tries to in if, immediately yeah if somebody tries to go in and, and really start talking to you um do you take your shoes off yeah definitely yeah
1: wait till I wait till we're in the air to take my shoes off
0: yeah I think that's proper um i for long flights I will often bring a pair of Sabas, basically as as a plane plane slipper
1: yeah, that's a good move.
0: Because then you could you just have them there. They're not like taking up a ton of space under your zone. Yeah. And then if you need to go to the bathroom, you just slip them on.
1: I definitely avoid putting anything under the seat in front of me. Oh, yeah. That's they don't like you do that, but you got to do that right away. One
0: of the greatest... One of the greatest tricks the Devil ever pulled is convincing people that the bulkhead seat with the wall in front Sucks. of you is premium. Yeah, people pay. That's the worst seat in the house. Oh yeah, the worst seat in the house, hands down. Terrible. Hands down, the legroom. Now, do you use anything like um what's the name of that app that te- that's like the plane seat decoder? Oh,
1: um I don't use that. No, to like see where your seat is. I think I need to get bumped up to the next like status class before I can start fussing too much about that. <laughs> about- I'm still cuz I'm still in the zone where like I get upgraded to Delta comfort but I'm not like I'm not like picking. It's not like raining. Blessings. I don't get that level of of choosiness.
0: I, I, I have. I am not one of, but I have respect for. It. People are like, oh, is that a, or is so were with that flight to L.A. Are you? Is that the 737? Oh, they know the plane. Is that the 737B? Oh, the yeah. The 737B? oh yeah, no, you got to be in a D seat. Yeah, you got to be in a D seat in rows three through three through eleven on yeah. that plane.
1: That's fucking so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. I totally yeah. admire that. I do know enough to. I mean, stay away from the bathroom. Stay towards the front. I prefer to be in an aisle. I like. I know where I'm going to be comfortable. Beg. Given, given the circumstances. I will I stand up travel. tall
0: and march up and just straight up beg. Ain't too proud
1: to beg yeah. for an emergency exit. Yeah, they can do a lot for you. Yeah, you're a tall guy too. That's like more important for you specifically. I always travel with a skateboard. Pretty much always, everywhere I go. Uh, what's
0: the what's the what's the uh, tech on getting a skateboard? in? So
1: you don't have to check a skateboard. Doesn't matter what they tell you. You don't have to. It's like a guitar, like. Yep. architectural blueprints. You can bring odd size things on with you. They do fit in overhead bins, but the move is as soon as you get on, big smile on your face, find a cute stewardess, and ask her if she can put it in a closet for you because yep. there are closets up front Definitely. where your skateboard will fit no problem yep. underneath all of them first-class overcoats. Yep. And... Sometimes uh, we don't have a closet. Sometimes you just get, like, a gnaw, and then you're like, cool. And you stick in an overhead bin and yeah. kind of take up two.
0: And roll with the punches. Yeah, you kind of, like, <laughs> who skateboard is this? Just head down, yeah. like, well,
1: I don't know. Like, don't look at me. You're like, it's
0: not the guy in the quarter snacks <laughs> hat, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the, the move, absolutely. Ask uh, him to put it in a closet. And you can do that with anything. I mean, this is, like, a funny thing where, like, air, the whole air travel space is, is like, there are rules. Yeah. you got to stick to them yeah. and for good reason. Like I've seen crazy shit happen. I've seen a guy get arrested because he stood up while the plane was landing. Don't ever stand up when the <laughs> plane's landing. Yeah. They will arrest your ass arrested. when that thing comes off. Damn. you pinned to the ground. But there are, within the rules, there are things that can be done. Yeah, there are closets flex. that yeah, could absolutely. accommodate the absolutely. things that you bring that yeah. don't fit elsewhere. And you yeah. just have to like have that confidence and like find the person who's going to help you. Because that's the other thing. Yeah. Some people are helpful. Some people are not.
0: Definitely you in life plan-
1: and especially on plane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I've got a question for you. You land. Yeah. You've uh, picked up your your probably checked bag. Yeah. Let's call it. Um, let's call it three nights in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uber or rental car? Like by which I mean Uber throughout or rental car? Rental car. Rental car. Yeah,
1: yeah I like to drive.
0: Yeah, you want to be whipping it when yep. you have the opportunity. Yep.
1: I like. I just like driving. I like seeing the city that way. I like feeling a city that way. I think you get like a good sense of it. However, picking up a rental car, especially at LAX, holy sucks. Shit, it is sucks. one. Of, it
0: is one of the. It is probably the worst part of traveling.
1: And it's totally totally worth it. It seems like silly, but like get one of those Avis preferred memberships i yeah. don't think it costs anything yeah but they oh, will no, have, you have the, to you have to they do will that. have you the car have to actually that. ready for yeah, you, you don't have to talk to you anybody just hop in and leave otherwise yeah. i they didn't have it ready for me last time and i waited in line for a half hour j- just for someone to like give me a piece of paper and a key
0: they're like oh yeah no it's right here i in, almost in lost my g24 mind. it was
1: like after midnight because when the plane lands i am immediately extremely excited to be wherever i am
0: absolutely i
1: am like i got friends i want to see i got some Food I wanna go eat, I yeah. wanna check in the hotel, see what my view looks like. I'm just like, as soon as the wheels touch the ground,
0: absolutely I'm just like
1: ready to go see wherever I'm at. And so like those two hours of getting there are like drive me insane. Extra painful. I've become like super impatient. Yeah. ANSI Noah. Yeah, big time.
0: I have um on many occasions landed at LAX with a rental car on reserve, which obviously doesn't cost anything. Um, walked out into the into the beautiful sunlight yeah. and just been like can't do it calling an uber <laughs> just like not getting on the rental car bus and i know that it's going to like um it's kind of going oh, to paint it's going to it's going <laughs> to it's kind of going to kill me for 3 days or whatever it is that i'm not driving Yeah. but you just like yeah you know what can't do it and if you can't do it just call the uber and keep it moving The uber
1: in la is easy and cheap right oh, and that's man, my recollection super easy and it's cheap it's
0: wildly it's like it's unbelievably cheap
1: probably better but i love driving in la yeah. i feel like i'm part of it yeah. plus if you're not like on a daily you don't you, for me, I can typically do it with avoiding like the shittiest parts of rush hour. So it's like,
0: and if you're doing one of those trips where you're trying to like hit a bunch of places, you don't want to be like taking nine Ubers in a day. Yeah, but you might want to make nine stops in your
1: uh, Avis I would Jeep say Liberty. Other cities <laughs> in, your, in your white Avis <laughs> Jeep Liberty, my Chevy Volt. I would say uh, other cities, though, I'm probably just hopping in the first taxi. Again, it's a little bit just like. It depends if it's drive, a
0: driver town or not. Like out yeah, of the yeah, you're not gonna like get on an airport shuttle to go rent a car in Chicago. No. This is not 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 gonna be a good look. All right. You've got your bag. You've dealt yeah. with you've you've got your Avis preferred account. Yeah. You roll out on the on the bus. Yeah. Grin and Barrett. It, take it on the chin. Hop in your uh white Jeep Liberty. Yeah. Um find the best radio station. Local radio or uh, straight to your, always, to your playlist?
1: I always try to do local radio. Yeah, local radio for, for, sure.
0: for sure. All right. You go check in your hotel, right? Um, you get your room. You walk into your room. What, yeah. do you, what do you do?
1: First, you have to evaluate the room carefully to make sure you're satisfied with it. Okay. So, first thing, does it have a funny smell? No. Moldy carpet? No. Near a garbage chute? Nope. You uh, feel out the.
0: What if there's nothing wrong? Let me ask you this. What if the what if there's nothing wrong with it? It's just a little dinky.
1: I'm probably just going to eat it, stick with it. Yeah. Because a little dinky is probably not going to upgrade you. If it's across from the elevator, get out of there. It's going to be loud. Yeah. If it's on the second floor in the nightclubs downstairs, get out of there. So
0: just like knowing that you didn't even really get like one of the kind of middling rooms isn't enough to get you to switch. But any active, any anything that feels like a... a identifiable problem you're you're going back to the front desk right away okay
1: or calling down you know it's like yeah even if it's just like your view is of just like a brick wall i'd be like get me out of here i want to i need sunlight you give me the sunlight okay
0: so um it's
1: worth trying let's yeah they often
0: do it oftentimes you got nothing to lose they don't really care you're the, the the rooms are the same in their system you're there before the other guy yeah take the better one who cares okay so let's say you get it's a it's like not you know, it's not the room of your dreams, but there's not there's no active thing that that's sending you back to the front desk. So you decide you're staying in the room. What happens next?
1: Uh, this is important.
0: Is it like shove the bag to the corner, call the homies? Or no, no, like no, 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 wh-
1: Pull the clo- You hang all your clothes up. <laughs> Immediately. Sam,
0: I like when Noah Johnson delivers me some fucking Noah Johnson shit.
1: Yeah, this is super important, and it's this took me a while to like learn because it was definitely for a long time. Like, throw the bag down. Yeah, and how quickly can I? How bounce. quick can I? <laughs> just like, job, go jump in the pool. Go down. Yeah, yeah. go to the pool. Go yeah. to like the hotel bar. Go to the record store. And, like, yeah. Just get the fuck immediately. Because again, I'm excited to be there. But I will take the 20 minutes to carefully, deliberately unpack my bag. Yep. Hang all the clothes. Yep arrange the toiletries in the bathroom a little bit. Yes,
0: Noah. That's what I'm talking about, um, dude. That is what I'm talking about.
1: And then it's also just that moment to be like, all right, I got everything. I Like, it all made it. You know, like, i do not not missing anything. Yeah. I'm, like, not – I didn't forget something that I got to pick up now. Do I have the
0: one measly phone charger that I bring?
1: Totally. Did I leave it on the fl- the plane <laughs> yeah. and I have no backups because yeah. I have no tech bag? Yeah. Absolutely. Do I need a charger? Do I need to call down the front desk and have them bring the converter up to me? Probably I do. Yeah. Uh it's totally worth it to take the time to do that because Just set yourself up with a life. It lasts for your whole stay. Yeah, even if you're there, I would say almost any amount of time. I mean, if you have a huge bag oh, if I'm and there, you're hopping from city to city, maybe don't undo the whole bag, but undo what you absolutely know you're going to need.
0: If I'm somewhere for one night, I'm like setting up the four things I brought as though it's a full closet.
1: So the one thing I haven't added to my travel kit yet because I haven't found one that I believe in is a portable steamer. Yeah. Do you do that?
0: Uh, Mark Mark Anthony Green bought me one from the. Um, have you seen that little kiosk in the Oculus down here? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like an Italian portable steamer. Uh-huh. Um, I think he was getting himself one before Fashion Week trip, and, yeah. he, and he got one for me and yeah. brought it to me. And then we plugged it into the like you know the different voltage of <laughs> of the of the like Italian hotel wall. Uh-huh. And this thing was like it was like a fire extingu- <laughs> it was like a fire extinguisher <laughs> of boiling water. <laughs> it was just like. <gasps> <laughs> so it will like <laughs> it, that sounds good it will, oh, oh man it was like it was like dangerous take like, skin you off could your de- head. oh yeah you could definitely like melt your <laughs> your, your friend's face off with the
1: buttons on your jacket um
0: and then it it can also like come dangerously close to just straight up wetting your suit
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah they'll do that
0: but you gotta so you plug it in, and this thing got boiling in like under two seconds, and steam was just like cascading out of it. <laughs> and then you could just kind of like with a wrist flick flash it at your yeah. jacket. And but I don't. Um, it- I still have that thing, and like if I if I thought about it for like a two like when we we're going to the fashion shows, like a two week trip where yeah. you're gonna be like suited and zooted a bunch and yeah. stuff like that. Um, it's portable, so it kind of like collapses a little bit, um, and is pretty great. But I, it's not in my my normal go bag
1: a lot of editors travel with them i remember eugene tong was the first dude i know he who uh had like the Eugene's sickest a f- he's a
0: fastidious dude absolutely yeah
1: impressively so he and wants he his gear had right. a really sick travel setup just in terms of like how he packed outfits planned yep. like steamer ready like, probably, like, would send some stuff to get pressed once he, un- you know, like, this unpacking uh, the, process could involve some of this preparation. That's a
0: legit move. Some hotels, some hotels will do a couple things for you. Free, just yeah. as, like, a welcome. Yeah. That's a good, smart one to take advantage you, of. Oh, you're bricking it if you don't take advantage of Yeah, they'll, of like,
1: that. press three shirts for you for free if, or if something. You can get,
0: yeah, if you can give them a suit and two yeah. shirts and yeah. they're just going to, like, have it back to you that night, like, welcome to the hotel. Yeah. You know, because
1: otherwise it could be like 25 euro to press a shirt or oh something yeah no, it could cost more it's than the like, shirt itself
0: for sure yeah. absolutely um can I? so you know uh like you i get in and i take the time to really install myself yeah um a life-changing uh addition to my hotel entry routine absolutely life-changing even at really nice hotels i don't care if you're at a a a a cheapy a middling ass hotel or a really nice hotel i i can guarantee you your room is packed with promotional materials yeah. Like leather-bound extra menus, things to do in yeah. town, yeah. advertisements, Spas. magazines that like aren't in the in the uh, you know in a language that you speak. Yeah. Yeah. A spa menu. Yeah. Uh, different like promotional things for cocktail hour and room service and all this crap. Yeah. Round up all that crap. Yeah. And shove it. In, in a drawer or yeah. whatever the darkest place is and yeah. it's like one of the most life changing things you can do in a hotel room
1: that's so smart I always am the funny thing about that it's never occurred to me to do that and you just explaining it is like I immediately and absolutely know that's the thing I need to do next time I check into a absolutely. hotel absolutely partly part because routine.
0: like the nicest five-star hotels in the world are, like, littered with crap once you look.
1: Absolutely. And, and it's, it's stressful. And no matter what type of traveling you're doing, if it's work or just vacation or whatever, like, you have a lot of your own materials and papers that kind of come along with it, whether it's, like, gathering receipts from all the shit you're doing or just, like, itineraries for things you printed out or tickets. I'm always getting that shit lost in the other promotional yes, absolutely. materials Absolutely. absolutely. The desk. Like,
0: where's that receipt I needed to save? <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, you know, really advanced see- super season travelers uh, will also like light a familiar travel candle even like yeah even like a travel
1: candle i know
0: people who will tack something to the wall or like put a picture up and that yeah. if anything that could be like remotely construed as decorating
1: yeah
0: is like a step farther than i'm ever gonna go i guess a, tra- you- a travel candle i'm down with like you know a travel
1: li- candle to me is is about masking what could potentially be a noxious odor that the room comes with
0: yeah, I mean, uh, often and it's like some sort of room scent. Totally. Like, like not because the dude before you had stinky feet. No, not like a because, funk. Yeah, they've.
1: It's their proprietary bullshit that's just whack. Yeah. Or it's just like an old carpet, or the way the laundry comes out smelling too much like bleach, like the sheets. <laughs> like seriously, this shit bothers me. You can get Noah little travel stuff and-
0: down to Noah sends a pack of T-shirts down to get <laughs> washed, and it comes back smelling like dryer yeah, sheets. Right. And you oh know he's lost God, on two it's counts.
1: Wrap. I mean, I don't if you're spending three hundred days a year in hotels. 300's
0: hundred's a lot.
1: Do you I'm just trying to imagine a situation in which I would hang a picture on the wall. I can't.
0: No, I, I can't either.
1: I mean it I spent a, a, a lot of nights long a year in hotels. Long term stay, I don't
0: know. Long-term stay is definitely legit. If you're doing a long term stay. You know, it's always been one of my dreams to live in a hotel at some yeah, point. Yeah,
1: that's what like real gangsters do, right?
0: Yeah. I feel like it's kind of a um I feel like it's kind of a divorce guy thing.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> You know what I mean? Where you're like, I don't know, man. Like, just not ready to like- Things like unraveled a little bit. I, like there's a maid service, there's room service, a bar downstairs. Like maybe I'll just go live in this hotel. But I you. was just like reading- Like a rich divorce guy thing.
1: Like in that- um, Maybe I misunderstood this, but in that interview- There's nothing wrong with being divorced, by the way. The, it, ha- it happens. Yeah, life's, life happens. In that in- interview Kanye did with Axel Vandervoort in The Hollywood Reporter, that interior designer- he they they're talking about all the work he's done, and it says that he's he did Robert De Niro's penthouse in the hotel. In in a hotel in New York. So oh, I'm guessing it, like
0: it must be the one in Tribeca because yeah, he owns the restaurant downstairs, yeah. La Conde Verde. Yes. So it's what that is hotel, that the Tribeca the, Grand? I think it's the Tribeca Grand. Yeah.
1: So De Niro owns the penthouse of the hotel and had it decorated by this guy. Is that the same as like?
0: It may maybe. Yeah, maybe that's like his spot. That's where he stays. Yeah. yeah. You can't be like, oh, I'll have the Axel Vandervood, like, <laughs> De Niro penthouse. Like, it never
1: opens up for other people. No, no, no. Either. That's it's like his spot. He had it decorated. But yeah. he lives in a hotel, or that one of his residences is a hotel, Yeah, essentially. He, yeah. He's getting, like, the same room service as everybody else and all that. Probably different little bars of soap they put down for Yeah, them. nicer chocolates. <laughs> Like, does he get the same hotel turn down service every night? No, he's
0: got like really specific turn down service needs. Yeah, that the staff is very clear on. I have no idea. He could have a separate entrance, and it's not really part of the functioning hotel.
1: Yeah, there's always paparazzi out in front of there for me, mostly. Me and for, Sam. For Hine. you, <laughs> Sam Hyde and I. Eat Sam Hyde gets a fit lunch
0: off lunch at La Verde.
1: <laughs> Obviously, I just picked up a full Supreme Ramoa kit. I got one red and one black in each size.
0: Oh man, I um, I forgot we didn't even really talk about <laughs> luggage.
1: I did the thing. This is this goes back to me being like sort of a low. It's not that I'm a low tech traveler. I'm a slow to adapt traveler. I okay. kind of do one thing for a long time until I hit a wall with it. Yeah, and I need to change my deal. Got it. So I did. I for a long time I refused to carry a wheelie bag, and that's insane. My my theory, my thinking was that th- they're just impractical. That if you have to like. You're going down a cobblestone street or something. You then have to you then have to pick up and carry this bag. So mm, to me, as like an able-bodied young man, I thought, no, I need like a good duffel bag. So I carried like the bigger, um, one of those North Face duffel bags that you see, like the rubbery one. Yeah, it's like vinyl. What is that shit called, Sam? The Patagonia duffel bag material. Whatever, I, it's a really good bag. Yeah, really great duffel bag. And I think a lot of it was traveling for snowboarding and skateboarding, where I'd be like unloading and offloading vans and just having gear and not and just wanting to be able to toss shit around and like carry everything on my back. It was not worth it. I never should have done it. There are times when maybe you need to travel that way. Eventually I just was like I'm done and got big roller, check bag, small roller, carry-on bag. It's so much better. Oh yeah, it's and not even close. It doesn't even Because most of what you're doing is getting through airports and airport terminals and whatnot. And like, you just have to, you just have to do it that way. So I know there are others out there who are still running the duffel bag and backpack kit. Nah, dude. It's time wheels. to go wheels. beyond wheels. And you don't. It doesn't with mean you need to get a Ramoa, but with
0: the wheels with three hundred sixty degree ball bearings.
1: Wheels with three hundred sixty degree ball bearings that you can push when they're standing straight up, so you don't have to tilt them and drag them behind yeah, you. Absolutely. You know, one t-
0: one time, um, I was I was going through customs from a work trip with Jim Nelson and Fred Woodward, and we got just stuck at the back of a massive customs line. It was huge and it was slow moving, and all three of us had shoulder bags and everybody else in the whole line had wheelie bags. And it was one of those things where it was like moving consistently enough that you were constantly putting your bag down and picking up or just holding it. And what there was clearly like a 60-minute wait in front of us. And we were just looking at each other like the three dudes from GQ – are The only well, why did that happen because you guys all this massive L
1: did you guys all have like cool duffel, like nice duffel travel bags, like yeah, weekend like, bags that were yeah, we just I had this like,
0: like stylish le- leather one, and Yeah, I don't remember what, what Fred and the yeah. stylish leather one was super heavy, yeah. And I was just like, man, like it is, uh, uh there's a little storm cloud above just the three of us yeah. in this custom one, yeah. like it's raining L's on the whole customs line, yeah, but there's like an extra little storm cloud of, uh, and and I got back and i bought a wheelie and i'll never yeah the people making the like real men carry i don't even know like where to begin with that argument (laughs) i really don't even know where to begin
1: i think yeah a backpack is still totally valid obviously it's on your back i think that's like an important good thing to travel with for the most part but otherwise put everything in bags that have wheels that you can push and with zero effort
0: there is also a big version of the of the if, you know, if you're going on a four-day trip, always shove a little canvas tote into your carry-on. Yeah. There's a bigger version of that, which if you're going on like a week-long vacation somewhere cool, and yeah. you don't know if you're going to come back with like one hat or yeah. like something for your home. Yeah. Like something for your living room. Yeah, a rug. That's when you fold up a duffel bag yeah. and shove it into your checked luggage.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I've also done it where you end up like buying a little like almost disposable like dirt cheap like army Army navy duffel bag that you can just it's like basically just for shipping purposes yeah i
0: mean that's what that's what i bring i once blew moblaji's mind we were in (laughs) we were in ethiopia and we had like hit the market really hard like aggressively hit the market and got back to the hotel and he was like, how are we going to get all this home? And, you just and I was reaching out. in my bag. and was like, <laughs> and like popped open this massive duffel bag. <laughs> and then, you know, we had bought, he had bought all these scarves. So we were like wrapping them. Anyway. So great.
1: do you, within your bags, do you have pouches or any other further organizing devices?
0: No, I mean, I have, I have like the, um, a pretty elaborate system of, uh,
1: uh, of
0: like heavy-duty large ziploc bags and then muji washable um my my like dop kit are these little muji washable pouches yeah and then uh ziplocs inside of that for the stuff that's like oily Uh uh-huh um and then that the reason that it's triple layered is because that is definitely going into my checked bag with my nice clothes yeah so that i don't have to pull it out at um security yeah Um, and then one of the biggest struggles for me is I, uh, I have size 14 feet. Yeah. And bringing more than two pairs of shoes is like a, seriously, like a checked bag unto itself at some point. Yeah. And so I have to like really dial in my footwear. I spend the longest, I spend the longest time thinking about like, so hard. What shoes am I wearing? Yeah. And then what one to two pairs of am I bringing based on the, and so sometimes like, um, you know, if I'm traveling with somebody who travels a lot and I have on like a pair of boots on the for the plane, yep. they're like, dude, what are you are like you're an amateur, you've got like yeah. laced up boots for the plane. Yeah. And right. I'm like, seems I would, wrong. I would, I would rather untie yeah. and deal with this at security than try to pack these
1: then things. And give thirty percent of your bag space to Yeah, the a boots. pair of Tims, you know. That's the which going back to packing and how I can't decide what to bring ultimately because I don't have the vision. Shoes is by far the worst part. I always want to bring, like, eight to ten pairs of shoes. <laughs> it's just like, well, what if I go for a run? I should bring these running sneakers. Yeah. I'm going to skate. need these skate shoes. Then I need a casual sneaker. I need yeah. these sandals. for Yeah, the-
0: could could always rain.
1: <laughs> it goes on and on and on. I I have – um, Muji has a lot of good stuff like this, but I do use Muji, like, zip pouches yeah. for – that are, like, the exact size of, like, a folded shirt or a folded pant or folded underwear. Oh, man. So-
0: I think, Sam, I think we're about to go into Noah Johnson Mine Garden. This sounds, Let's go. Let's it go. Sounds do it sounds elaborate do it. Just do it. Just and
1: complicated. And, but, and these are, like, common travel accessories. Like, REI sells a ton of this stuff. It's, like, really easy to find. They're just, like, nylon and mesh zipped- Eagle like, Creek. Cubes. Eagle Creek Eagle is a huge Creek. Eagle Creek is so brutal. My yeah, wife has so many Eagle Creeks. Yeah, so I don't even- Yeah, same. But the Muji ones, you can get them in, like, black and navy. They're totally, like, unbranded, as is everything in Muji. But they're, like, perfect because you can do – first of all, you can do a stack of tees, and you can fold them without too many creases, and they just stay together. So ultimately what I end up having packed into my bag is, like, a system of these cubes packed together. And it's perfect. Um, Highly recommend it.
0: What do you do on the way back – uh, with the dirties. I kind so of do some, all the clean stuff stays together and then that gets cubed. And then the dirty stuff yeah, gets cubed. dirty
1: stuff. Uh, it, leave it inside out. So, you know, it's dirty. And then, um, just kind of like cram it in.
0: Uh, that makes sense to me.
1: But the cube thing sounds really fussy and like a hassle and like one of these things. But I'm telling you as someone who like avoids shit like that, it actually really works and is incredibly satisfying and is totally worth it. I don't always do it, but if I have like, if it's like going to Europe for fashion shows, then I absolutely do it.
0: You're gonna get yourself. Worried. This is why. This is why I was a little bit aggressive with you earlier. I just wasn't expecting such a haphazard approach. To it's the not tech.
1: haphazard. It's pretty deliberate.
0: No, but once we got we once we got into it, you you know, the, Noah, jo- still the have, Noah Johnson came out.
1: Like my dop kit is a big, court plastic Ziploc bag.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with I
1: that. I don't. I don't have like a leather or like. Can't no get this fancy dop kit bag
0: too. dude if you're adding excess weight to your baggage yeah. with a heavy dop that's kit that's the problem with those th- that's confusing i've like. had a couple Super of confusing.
1: them and they're like really big fancy ones that would like look really nice on the sink or next to the sink but that to me is like waste of space and
0: yeah not worth the trade off
1: i like this z- yeah. zip bag and i do the same thing what you, yeah yeah what you're saying is i just leave it that should is packed and ready to go so when i'm packing i just snatch it out of the kitchen and throw it in the bag it's ready to go or snatch it out of the
0: the kitchen. You know, the, not, the, what the, I do is snatch the, it out of the refrigerator the and throw it in. It,
1: if you don't keep your top kit in the fridge, then you're doing it wrong.
0: Uh, speaking of travel, shout out to Chuck Reyes, friend of the pod. Bumped him, in, bumped into him on the streets of Paris last week. That's um, nice. Yeah, always good to see a friend of the pod out there. What up, Chuck? Friends of the pod, if if you spot me or Noah, we uh, don't be shy about coming up to say what's up. Should we get into some vibes, dude? 30. 30
1: i've got a good one um do you the first vibe of our not so fast lightning round do you have any jackets coats pants maybe even with corduroy pockets corduroy lined pockets Corduroy lined pockets, only Pocket. jackets
0: and pants that are themselves corduroy.
1: Yeah, this is different. Pocket bags that are actually made from corduroy. This is the thing.
0: Interior exists. facing corduroy? Yeah. Not exterior. Correct. Okay, it's give me an the example.
1: Absolute best. I have I wore it's still, despite being spring, it's still cold in New York. It's gonna be cold in New York all week. I'm sorry to say. I wore uh it's actually a Supreme like raglan sleeve overcoat. Okay. Navy blue, made from some nice Laurel Piano wool. The pockets of this jacket, the pocket bags, are corduroy. Interior facing corduroy. It feels amazing on your hands. It's kind of like a little fleecy, velvety, warmth-holding <laughs> uh, little Is it one of those things where you just like
0: unthinkingly put your hands in your pockets and you kind of forget and all of a sudden you're like, ah. That's
1: exactly what it is.
0: The fabric of kings, corduroy.
1: It's such a smart and, and uh, comfortable, cozy little detail.
0: To all the designer friends of the pod, Noah's just giving giving away free fall winter ideas I'm right actually
1: now. I'm also curious of how often it happens. I know that some people do it, but I don't know other brands that do it and I don't know other pieces that have it so i'm I'm sort of this is a call for recommendations, but also if you don't have it get it
0: um I'm gonna stay on the on the style tip here for a minute and um, the return of Scott Sternberg yeah. The return of scott sternberg so um sam shuby from gq.com had a had a profile of scott that was really interesting uh the band of outsiders designer is back with a brand called entire world and i mean if scott sternberg came back and said like um i've actually spent the time since band of outsiders closed learning to play the flute and i'm now a flautist yeah i would be interested in what he's doing absolutely um but he's doing like a sort of uh pared down e-com based direct to consumer brand called entire world it's starting with like socks underwear tees oxfords it's interesting that it's like on the kind of preppy sternberg um the band of outsiders tip even though that's not really like what's driving style and or fashion right now um but at the same time it seems like pretty true to who he is and uh one thing i thought was interesting he he launched it with this like digital selfie video where he talked about his time away he sort of like let you into his thought process of what he was thinking about as he was launching this brand and it got like pretty grandiose in terms of like he was showing like united colors of benetton he was showing like he was looking at poverty and like the destruction of the environment you know mind you this is like socks boxer (laughs) briefs, t-shirts like he went big with it but he kept that like scott sternberg um uh kind of twisted sense of humor yeah. running through it yeah. and so like he kind of like earned himself the right to go big yeah. and then brought it back yeah. small um, and I'm also really interested to see like that guy is such a brilliant he's so brilliant when it comes to just like branding and visuals so what he's going to do in terms of just like um, the the tech of the site and different yeah. like editorial features and different I'm sure there will be like Giphy video brilliance Um, yeah i'm kind of i wasn't like i've got to have a pair of socks immediately but i was like super intrigued i agree um, by this model the the thought that he put into it and uh where it might be going from here
1: yeah and you can't forget how like influential band of outsiders was talk about this is a guy who's like really has a vision you got to pay attention when he's doing something because this isn't just like
0: welcome back scott big time we're stoked what do you got, NJ?
1: Shorts. That's the next vibe. Shorts. I'm so into shorts, shorts right now. But this is a big step. I haven't historically not interested in shorts. That's interesting not, because not really. I just
0: associate, like, like you know, skaters with long shorts and figured you had a whole kind of selection.
1: Absolutely, was a thing. I think more East Coast, especially the Northeast, shorts were sort of a no no. One, just like to protect your shins. More of an LA San Diego yeah, axis. Yeah, I think so. SF. Yeah. yeah. But now a lot of dudes wear shorts. I'm feeling shorts. Um, just like of all types of weird shorts. Obviously the Patagonia baggies will be in a heavy rotation. To uh my current inspirations. Jonah Hill has been just all over New York City wearing like soccer shorts with like a camel overcoat. I like that he's rushing crazy. rushing
0: the season a little too.
1: Yeah. I'm not a fan of rush the season, but I'm a fan of Jonah's I'm down with just it. like weird mixed mixed media fits. And then <laughs> mixed um, media fits. YG, another one of my 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 favorite current dudes out there. We shot him. Recently yeah, check out the May issue for GQ and the James he's Harden issue. rocking uh, some cutoff. This is a fit that I'm just really down with. Legendary fit. The 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 focus is cutoff jean shorts that are pretty short, like mid thigh ish. Yep, yep. Tattered up, baggy cutoff like look like 501 Levi's. White socks pulled up mid calf and like patent leather Dior hard bottoms. Hard bottoms. So it's black hard bottoms, white socks. Cut off jean shorts. Amazing, legend. And it's the jean shorts that make it. He told, like, he looks really fly. You got to see the photo, but it's like a very strong look. So check out the May issue, man. Shorts are gonna happen in a huge way. I'm
0: into shorts, but I don't have it figured out at all as far as like brands. I don't know yet. Yeah. I mean, I think we're gonna get into it for GQ. So hopefully, I'll, I'll have some learnings from that. More on the way. Um, my vibe right now is I'm sticking to the designer front is Gosha. Yeah. So Gosha put out the cryptic mess, uh, cryptic Instagram that said, we will stop Gosha Rubchinsky brand as you've known it. We will have no more seasonal collections. Instead, something new is coming. Amazing. And I'm just like, like Scott, that's a dude who um, I don't wear any of his clothes, but I pay attention to what he's doing. And I feel like uh you know the the fashion world is in this state of um what's the future like of, of the industry and how are clothes how are collections going to be shown and released and dropped and all that stuff and yeah. uh, uh the, this kind of like foreboding we will stop Gosha Rubchinski <laughs> brand as you've known it <laughs> just was so awesome and then and then so i was already like gosha was already a vibe and then the whole kanye neck tat thing with the like so crazy. the free fonts <laughs>
1: so crazy. I so still don't good. understand. I still need somebody to explain to me what was going on with that.
0: So Kanye tweeted, uh, I got my friend Gosha. I think the screenshot was like from two years ago or something, 2016 maybe. Oh, was I it? I got my friend. I asked my friend Gosha to design this neck tat yep. for me. Yep. And then the neck tat said St. West in yep. this kind of like insane. Um, yeah, it's like a metal font. Yeah, like heavy metal, like, like drip sandcastle font. Yeah. And then Diet Prada posted.
1: It's literally a free. It's a free like font. Like an existing so, fun. So the
0: implication is that Kanye, like, through one of his dudes or something, like, DM'd Gosha and was like, Yo, design me this neck tat, And Gosha just typed in Saint West See, into the- I think I was, like, <laughs> so getting too good.
1: meta because I was like, Is Kanye making fun of Gosha? Is oh, dude, Kanye no, calling out Gosha no, for being unoriginal?
0: So stop thinking so hard.
1: Oh, that's brutal.
0: Yeah. Just hilarious. I mean, it's not brutal. It's just funny, man. You're like, yeah, I'll design it for you.
1: Myfonts.com. And then he shares it with the world as, like, should designed this for me. I mean.
0: God bless Diet Prada. I guess my ultimately my vibe is Diet Prada.
1: Um. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: started one place, ended another, whatever. Who's counting? Oh, we the, are 13.
1: S- speaking of which, the next vibe is definitely just the re- reemergence of Kanye West. Um, oh man! As a public person with Easy opinions and, and things to say, I'm hoping. Obviously, you know, single-handedly
0: we, got me checking Twitter again.
1: Absolutely, you know, we were initially activated by him carrying his laptop around, uh, and now he's speaking. He did that interview I mentioned with the, to- the Hollywood Reporter, which was kind of a, a weird interview. It didn't really, it wasn't really too much to chew on there. But um, it's one of the things he's doing on Twitter that I think is really, really dope. Is he's He posted a few, like, prototype images or, like, Photoshop collage images of shoes he was working on. Yeah. And, like, with comments that are just, like, still trying to get these right. And then, like, he posted one image of uh, the Desert Rat boot, which just dropped. And he was, like, really happy with how these came out. Yeah. He has that easy look. And I was just, like, he wasn't, like, revealing too much. It wasn't juicy or scandalous or anything. But it was just, like energy and excitement and positivity talking about the product that he makes. And I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. Like I want to hear way more of him just like showing us stuff that he's working on and saying stuff about it. Cause it had like a really cool, genuine feeling energy about it. Um, and it, then of course there's the crazy, like quasi philosophical stuff. He's also,
0: yeah, yeah. The, this, this, hel- this help the self help. Yeah. Which I'm also down with. But
1: it seemed like there was this, the, the the new thing was a little bit was like the still trying to get these right, sharing prototype images and like a little peek behind the scenes. A little that BTS. Felt, that felt new and fresh and like a thing that I hope we get more of. A little Yeezy BTS. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm still on the designer. I'm still on the st- riding the designer way for a minute. Sais Marjan. Oh, so good. Okay, so this Samheim Productions really gets credit for for putting me putting me on to Sais Marjan. But I went and had a little um, studio visit with des- the designer, Sander Lack, yeah. who worked for Dries. No, first he he um, worked for Christoph de mm-hmm. at Ballman, oh, cool. and then worked for Dries for a few years. Had a bunch of other job offers and then this opportunity came to move to new york and start his own label um the women's collection is more fully realized the men's is more kind of like capsule sized or whatever you want to call it it's a few ideas what i love is he kept the silhouettes really consistent like he just did a couple silhouettes Uh but like went pretty ham with the custom developed fabrics yeah the fabrics are amazing um and the stuff is like exactly what i want to see right now exactly what i want to shoot right now and exactly what i want to wear right now which is like no crazy tricks but the fabrics are like are like psychofucking fucking delic
1: Lots of silks and stuff? Yeah, like taffeta silks it. Yeah. and
0: like leather that's been pr- treated in insane ways. So he's like nerding out big time on the fabrics. But in like a, in li- not like a, I'm trying to find the, the, the most intricately woven right. cotton of all time. It's like some futuristic wildness. And he's trying to get crazy prints on there. And there's one that's like 3M, so it lights up when you hit it with a flash, which is like Instagram bait. Yeah. Um. So the, it's not just like, it's not just fabric like old world fabric nerdery. Yeah. He's like, it's it's trippy stuff.
1: Well, um, women have been going nuts for this stuff for a few seasons now, yeah. I believe. So I think he's off it's to a good start. Turn. So I hope it. I hope the momentum builds because I agree that shit looks extremely fly. Super exciting. Oh, I gotta go. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm pulling the plug. Noah's gonna take it home. If Noah, if you got a vibe or two, um, all right. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.